Well, good morning. I'm Roy Moran, for those of you who don't know me, and I'm going to be your guide today as we go through uh, this experience of uh, reflecting on 2023, uh, leaning forward to uh, this new year, 2024. You know, it's, uh, it, it's helpful that we write very few checks anymore. So now we don't have that problem of writing 2023 in January 15th on a check, right? We just don't do that much anymore. I, I know that some of us do, but, um, and so we can kind of slip by this, uh, this, this period. So we're, we're going to sort of pause instead of slip by it. We're going to pause and uh, take a moment uh, to, to do a couple of things. I want to introduce you to a tool that is very helpful in my life. Uh, called the Peace Index, and then uh, we have a chance to experience um, <clears throat> a ritual that Jesus left behind for us to celebrate his uh, coming from heaven, his living as a human being, his dying and rising again to show that God conquered death uh, through him, and he now becomes uh, the author and perfecter of our faith, uh, the person we look to, uh, to help us understand what it's like to have that a relationship with God that's, that's uh, as you heard in the video, a real relationship, not just a creator-creature relationship, but a father-child relationship. And so we'll have a chance in just a few minutes um, to, to take part in that. Uh, but before we do, we have five stations that we've uh, laid out here. And, 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 and what I would love for you to do is to think about uh, the fact that, that you uh, have a number uh, now, I don't know about you, but I've always wanted a diagnosis. Almost everyone I know has a diagnosis. Like, I bounce my leg a lot. And if you talk to my wife, it's I bounce my leg insanely. And so, um, when they came out with restless leg syndrome, I was excited. <laughs> because I now had a diagnosis. Uh, there was a reason that I bounced my leg a lot. Uh, but if you were in my earlier life, when I was at home with my father and my brother and my dad and my mom, and, and we would have happened to been on a Sunday morning sitting in the same pew in a, in a, a small little church in some city that we lived in, uh, my mom would go crazy because my brother, my dad, and myself, we'd all bounce our legs. And so the entire pew would vibrate. Well, you and I have a number, and, and that number is defined uh, in what we're going to call the peace index. It's a great tool that Jeremy Kubitschek um, and Steve Cockrum have, have built, and they wrote a book about it, and so if you're interested in exploring it a little more, you can just go out and Google peace index, maybe put the word giant beside it, and you'll get a ton of stuff that'll help you recall this experience and, and even sort of grind it down into your own experience and realize when you find yourself down a, a, a dark cul-de-sac and you find yourself sort of in a, in a space that you want to, to, to figure out how did I get here and what's going on, uh, you can move back to this tool and, and you can move around to the peace index and kind of look at what your number is, all right? So there are really five things to this. And so we have five stations. In just a moment, I'm going to stand down and some music's going to start. And you're going to have a chance. And if you're new here, this is going to be really weird to you. So that's okay. We, we get that. We understand. People often think we're weird. 
But, but, but these, these stations are meant for you to experience each one of these five pieces of the peace index. And it, it, each station, uh, there's some pins and, and a little card. A little way for you to kind of journal or articulate uh, what you're experiencing inside if you'd like to. And there's lots of room, there's places to sit if you'd like to sit and contemplate. Uh, there'll be about 15 minutes of music here, so there's plenty of time for you to move through uh, any or all of the uh, stations as well as the uh, communion down here in front uh, to kind of cap off your experience. But let me explain those, those five pieces. This is how you get your number, all right? Uh, the, w- the way you get your number is simply putting a, a number to each of these five things. So over here is a bed. Now, uh, the bed represents um, a, a sense of, of purpose. You know, th- this sense of w- w- where, where you put your feet in the morning, um, where, where you get up, what gets you out of bed in the morning and, and gets you moving in life. Uh, otherwise, you know, we'd stay in bed like some of us have. Uh, and just, I, you know, there have been times, I just don't want to get up <clears throat> because I don't want to face the world that I'm living in. But, but for the most part, we have this sense of, of, of a purpose in life. We get up and, and we start moving uh, for some reason. Now, let's just say that each one of these things um, represents uh, 20 points. That's going to give us a hundred, scale of a hundred. So on the basis of 1 to 20, how do you feel about your purpose in life? How do you feel about um, <clears throat> what drives you, your, your, your internal world, why you do what you do? I mean, is that a 5? Is it a 10? Is it a 15? Maybe it's a 20. Maybe you feel like, man, I, I'm, I'm purposeful. I feel, I love uh, where I'm at, what I'm doing, uh, all, all those kinds of things. And so you might want to give yourself, you know, high mark. And, but maybe as you flip over this year, you're figuring out there's something, there's, there's something amiss in your life. You know, when you, you look at what Jesus said, uh, you, you begin to realize is that he drove us toward peace. So one of his disciples, Paul, Paul writes this in in Colossians 3.15. He says, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body, you were called to peace. God is interested in you and I having this sense of peace, this sense of centeredness in life, this sense of of stability, this sense of knowing that, that our feet are planted firmly in a soil of a life that's rich and growing. And so when we think about this, we we realize that that God has called us. He's called us for a purpose. You know, there's a passage in John 14 that that Jesus says to his disciples. And he distinguishes two different types of peace. and, And this morning, I know you probably didn't get out of bed and come here and say, I can't wait to be challenged to think. 
But I'd like to challenge you to think this morning because doing life well is hard work. Doing life well is really hard work. If you think about for a moment, um, what is it that happens? You know what happens, right? You think, he's surely not going to say that, is he? You know what happens. You see, for most of my life, I lived accidentally. I just got up in the morning and took what came. And whatever came, came. And I just, you know, went with it. Until I discovered that actually I, I didn't have to live that way. I didn't have to sort of live a script. I could actually write the script. I didn't have to be a victim to all the things that were coming at me in life. I could be an agent. I could actually start things. I could live not just accidentally, but I could live intentionally. I could choose the direction of my life. And as I began to choose the direction of my life, I began to discover what Jesus talked about when he says, peace I leave with you. My peace, Jesus, my peace I give you. I do not give you as the world gives. He says, don't let your hearts be troubled and don't be afraid. See, Jesus distinguishes between a kind of peace that comes when you, the, the clock goes off in the fourth quarter and the Chiefs just barely win by two points and, and you think, oh my gosh, how is it we're not kicking all of these teams? We are the world champions. But we won. And so we have this little, I mean, this kind of passing peace because we know the playoffs are coming, right? And we're not going to meet chumps in the playoff. We're going to meet teams that are going to kick our butts. And if we don't get our act together, things are, aren't, aren't going to be the same. We're going to be watching the Super Bowl and not caring. It's that kind of peace that I think Jesus is talking about. The, the kind of peace that's fleeting, that comes and goes with wins and losses. That comes and goes with comments or different things. It's, it's why I think for most of us, you know, when you talk up to human resource professionals, uh, they just, they, they will tell you that, that money does not motivate people in the workplace. Now, I, I know you're going to think, well, it motivates me. <laughs> just try it. <laughs> Give me a little more, I'll show you, you know. But, but studies show that, that money is not a great motivator of people in the workplace. It's because there's a law of diminishing returns that happens on things. We, we, we get it. We learn to live at that level. And, and no longer is it enough. I need more. And there's this sense in which it, it, the peace, the enjoyment falls off. Jesus says, look, that's not the kind of peace I'm talking about. I'm talking about a peace. In fact, that same disciple that spoke in Colossians speaks again in the book of Philippians, and he's, he, he gives a, an idea that, that Jesus gives a peace that is beyond rationality. It's, it's beyond our understanding. It's, it's one of those moments in life when we think, wow, I should not be feeling the way I feel. I should not be at peace when all the stuff around me is going on. You see, that's, that's a sign of maturity in life. 
That's a sign of, of the Spirit of God growing our person to be more human than we've ever thought we could be when the circumstances around us don't really connect to the peace that might be within us. That's what Jesus is talking about in terms of this peace. And so we think about this peace index, we think about these, these five pieces of the peace index, and the first one being purpose. How is my purpose? Am, am, am I living intentionally? Am I moving in a direction that I want to hand, or am I just suffering the slings and arrows of outrageous fortune, and just, I'm just a victim of life, rather than being an agent? Am I living accidentally? Or am I living intentionally? One to 20. Give yourself a number here. Uh, this number's gonna pop up over your head. We've got some new technology in the room. And so it's, it's gonna pop up over your head. Only I can see it, no one else can see it. But, it's a, uh, but give, yourself, give yourself a number. Maybe you wanna take your phone out if you can't remember five things in, in the link that I'm gonna be speaking here so you can remember. Give yourself a number for purpose. One to 20. Where, where, where are you? In, in terms of, of really feeling solid about your purpose in life. The second the, is the tree over there. And again, you're going to have a chance to go to these spaces and sit in these spaces and contemplate these kinds of things when the music starts in a few moments. The tree, the tree represents uh, the people in your world. You'll see a lot of pictures of, of different people. Uh, and this is one of those that gets uh, kind of really personal. I mean, on, on, on a scale of 1 to 20, or 0 to 20, uh, how would you relate, how would you um, calculate, uh, how would you sort of put a number to the people that are in your life? Are, are they, do they give you energy? Or do they take energy away from you? Are the people in your life um, something that you suffer through or people that you love being with? You see, you don't have to be with them. Um, you, you can choose how you give your life away. You know, the beauty of that little explainer video that Sean showed us is that the idea that, that Jesus came and he gave his life away. He was generous. He gave his life away. And he calls his children, those who come into his family, he calls his children to be generous, to give their life away. The problem is, is that for some of us, um, we have a friend group that, that may or may not be leading us in a direction that we want to go in. You know, sociological experts tell us that, that we're, we are a composite of the five people we spend the most time with. Think about that. Who are the five people you spend the most time with? You are a composite of those people. Those are the people that have the most influence, exert the most um, internal dynamic change in you than anybody else. So how about it in terms of people? Zero to 20. Do, do, you, do you see that the, the people, the posse, the crew that, that you hang with are positive? 
or they, they dragging you down. You see, you could think about those people and you could think, well, I'll just, get, I'll just jettison them. But that's really not what God is interested in. He's interested in you looking at those people and giving your life away by being generous, by challenging them to live in such a way that you encourage, you challenge, you love, you serve one another. He's, he's interested in you taking the, the number up, not by exiting, but by entering, by being an agent in that world and challenging your spouse, your roommate, your family to a different way of living. Zero to 20. How about the people in your life? Place. A, a place is, is really a, um, a sum of all the different things in your life, like maybe your, your home, where you live, your apartment. Um, you know, it, it's, um, it, it's, it's where you hang out. Maybe you've got a favorite place, like Ginger Sue's on Saturday morning, um, and, and, and you hang out there, and, and, and it, it, that's one of the places. Maybe you've got a spot where you spend some time at. Um, but, but place is, is like the, the geographical places you find yourself on a regular basis. And, and maybe, maybe your place is, is, is not contributing to the healthy lifestyle that God has called you to lead. Maybe you're hanging out in some spots that you don't need to be hanging out in. Or, or, or maybe you need to change the spots you're hanging out in by challenging those who are hanging out with you to a, a different standard of living, a different way of, of life, a different quality. But your place, zero to 20, how would you rate your place? As we move around the room, I'm, I'm moving from my left to my right. So up here we have the purpose, and then over here we have people, and then we have the idea of place. And then we're going to move all the way across the room over here to my right. And this is, this is really personal. It's about your, your own mental health, your, your, your personal life, and, and how it is internally you're processing life. You know, we have a wiring, we have a playlist, we have a narrative, and, and that narrative tends to guide our life. And if we live accidentally, we let other people define that playlist. You know, it's awful interesting in my house, my wife and I have different musical tastes. Uh, I, I have a lot of different musical tastes, and, and she has none. Um, <laughs> Now, I don't mean that, like, I mean, she just, she just, music's not a piece of her life, really. I mean, it's just not. And, and, and music's like, I, I love music. I'm, you know, I wire my Alexa out, you know, playing all kinds of crazy music, you know, and, and from, from, you know, ambient music to crazy rock, you know, guitar stuff, all kinds, you know. And so who knows what's going to be playing when she comes home? Because I love to fill my life with, with sound, uh, with this, this idea of music. And, and for me, you know, music's a big deal. 
You know, I, I love it, this idea of music. Um, and, and so when we think about this idea of your own personal mental health, we, we all have a playlist. Now, maybe it's not songs. I'm not talking literally about songs, but I'm talking about different narratives. You know, uh, somehow people don't ever think of me first. Or uh, you always leave me out. Or I seem to never win at anything. Or, you know, we have a lot of negative playlists that we can, we can play. Well, there are also a lot of positive playlists that we could play too. You know, we, we could look in the mirror every morning and say, I am made in the image of God. I am loved beyond measure. Because Jesus left heaven and came to earth. He died for me personally. There are a lot of playlists personally that I could play in my life that really do help me find a center, a place of peace in my life. So I wonder about your own personal mental health. What goes on inside that brain of yours that no one gets a chance to see? You don't expose to anybody because if you exposed it to anybody, they would run screaming from you. You know that place? Am I just crazy? Don't you have that place? Sure you do. I know you do because you're just like me. You've got this, this, this stuff going on. And, and, and that's the very place that God wants to, to enter. He wants to enter into that darkness and bring light to it. He wants to allow you to put a mirror up to yourself and say, what kind of playlist am I playing here? I am choosing to be a victim and not an agent. I don't have to play these, play, these, these songs. I can play other things because half of what I'm playing is not true anyway. And so zero to 20, what, what's, what's your personal health like, your personal mental health? What does it look like uh, in, in, inside you? And, and finally, last but not least, and remember, you've got these little cards that are going to be uh, available on every space uh, that, that you can take and write. And I, I would encourage you to make sure that, that you do write something. You know, I, I know you're like me. You can't read your own handwriting, right? But there's something about writing that connects the brain and, and the soul together that gets us to a space where it means more when we articulate it on paper. So the last one over here is the dollar signs. And, and I don't want you to get focused in on just money here, but this is provision. This is provision. This is the idea of how is the provision in my life? How is the, the kind of income that I have, the kind of job, the kind of education, uh, the, the, the kinds of things that I'm doing to build a life? How is that provision? On the basis of zero to 20. You know, when you over here, when you get out of, of bed in the morning, this idea of purpose, you know, this idea of, of understanding, you know, what gets me out of bed, for some of us, 2024 means that, that, that we're going to make some really radical decisions about how we get that provision, how we obtain the kind of the money that we do to live. Maybe we're going to change our job. 
Maybe we're going to go back to school. Maybe we're going to start a, 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 a program of, of reading or listening or, or, or acquiring some information that might help me do my job better or be a better parent, a better spouse, to be a better coworker, be a better neighbor, be a better friend. But that provision, how is that in your life? Zero to 20? Now when you add all these up, you know, you, you get a score. Um, so if you, you know, if you had 15 on every one of them, five times 15, I think is 75. Is that right? I didn't take any math in college, so I'm, I'm really rough at math. Uh, that, that'd give us a 75, and so we'd have that little number hanging over our head, you know. What's your number? We're going to give you some time. We're going to give you some time to explore that, that number uh, in these five things. And then when we're finished, when you're finished choosing any or all of them that you want, or none of them, uh, we have the communion table down here. And we want to invite you. You know, if, if you are experiencing God as your father, then this is a celebration that God has left for you to remind you and I of what he did to get us into his family. Jesus left heaven and came to earth to open the door so that we could change our relationship from being a creature creator to a father child with the very creator of the universe. We could experience a level of love that is hard to explain, sometimes irrational, of a God who chased us to bring us into a father-child relationship with himself. This is the beauty of, of this table up here. And so I'm going to pray here in a, a moment, and, and I pray there's going to be 15 minutes of music, just quiet music. You're welcome to sit where you are and not even move if you don't want to. That's okay. Or if you'd like to get up and move to any one of these five spaces here or to the communion elements down here, you, you feel a, a freedom. We're attempting in this next 15 minutes to make the space between heaven and earth very, very thin. So that instead of you listening to someone talk about God, you're actually hearing the voice of God himself and responding to it. I, I would hope that you might take this peace index and think about it in terms of what's on this little card. In 2024, what do I need to stop doing? What do I need to stop doing? You know, in a great passage in the Bible about peace, Philippians 4, 6, and 7, it's usually translated in the English, uh, don't be anxious, or stop being anxious is really... The, what Paul intends there. That's the, the original language is stop being anxious. In fact, what we find in the Bible is the most quoted or the most uh, repeated phrase is do not be afraid. It's a shame that you and I would live in fear. But the fact is, is that we do. And we're afraid to acknowledge it. We're afraid to address it. We're afraid to look in the mirror and see the fear that, that is driving us. So we would love for you to have the freedom 
to explore your life in a few minutes here and, and, and just be able to acknowledge to yourself, what do I need to stop doing? And then it's not enough just to stop doing things. What do you need to start doing? What is it that you need to start doing to really begin to open the door to the peace that God wants to flow in your life? That peace, that peace, Jesus says, is not as the world gives. It's a different kind of peace. It's a different quality of peace. It's a different thing that is very difficult to understand or explain. It can only be experienced. So join me, if you would, the five stations or the communion table, and let's experience God for the next 15 minutes. Father, we are grateful that um, you created this world the evidence of your creation is, is so obvious. Um, this world works. There are so many things about it that are, are uh, clearly uh, screaming that there is a designer behind the design. And we're grateful. We're grateful that we can look at, at all of that stuff around us. But Father, we have to admit that when we look inside ourselves, for many of us, life isn't working. We're hanging by a thread. We're living it one day at a time, just trying to get by. And the idea of having a, a kind of peace at the depth of our soul is a stranger to many of us. So Father, I pray. I pray for myself. I, I long to have that sense of hearing you say that I'm your child. That I'm loved beyond measure. That there's nothing I have to do to earn your favor. That you came after me. I could not come after you. You did for me what I could not do for myself. That my value, Father, is equivalent to the most precious life in all of the universe. You sacrificed your son for me. So, Father, in these next few minutes, make the, the air between heaven and earth thin. May we hear from you. May we reflect back and look forward. As we think about our number and we think about what you did for us in these communion elements. Father, we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. We'll spend a few more minutes praying here together. And if you're still taking part of the stations of communion, feel free. To, you don't have to move back very quickly. But um, this little song that's going to play underneath us right now. Uh, is going to guide our prayer. It just says, uh, I'm at peace and the world's not. Um, so, you know, Jesus didn't say um, that when you pray to bow your head and close your eyes. And I know some of you get a little disturbed up here when I pray with my eyes open. Um, but I want to ask you just to close your eyes, just to create space here. Just, just create some, some space for you uh, by yourself 
And we're just going to spend the next couple of minutes just wrapping this up by praying. Peace is something that you go get. Uh, It's something that you let come to you. Uh, It's active. It's not passive. And so as as we pray here, uh, I would like you to think about maybe one of these five areas. Father, I choose peace for my purpose, or I choose peace for my place, or I choose peace for my provision, or for my personal health, or I choose peace for my place. So just take a moment, and as this song plays over us, let's choose peace in the area of our life that we feel like we want to see God move in in 2024. Father, thank you that you came that we might have life, and might, we might have it in a, an irrational kind of way, that despite the turmoil that exists around us, that within us, there is the potential for peace to reign. As you declared, it doesn't make sense, but yet you have designed a connection between us and you to be that way. And so we're thankful. We're thankful, Father, that you give us a peace, not as the world gives, but a peace that surpasses anything that we can even understand. And we're grateful for that. And we thank you because of Jesus. And so it's in and through and because of him that we pray.